right, man, this is not a, a game. This is not a game. This is the network. Listen, the network is created to be a modern podcast version of the Negro Motorist Green Book that was created by Victor Hugo Green. Every episode is designed to help our community navigate what we like to call the funky four corners of life. What is that? That means we are here to help you physically, mentally, spiritually, and financially as you navigate and travel in and through America. I'm your host. My name is Michael Prejean. Today's guest is Mr. Torian Bush. Tori, how you doing today, brother? I'm all right, Mike. What's up, man? Good, man. Good to have you. I'm excited. We're doing something a little different today, man. We're doing a little something different today, so I'm excited to have you here. I think you're going to give us a, a lot of good stuff, man. We're going to introduce you to an audience, man. I think we're going to bring a new audience, perhaps, to the Network Podcast. So, first thing I want to do, man, let's... let's uh, Let's let the people get to know you a little bit, man. Let's let the people get to know you a little bit. So let me ask you a couple of questions, man. Let me ask you a couple of questions so the people can get to know who Tory and Bush is. You ready? I'm ready. All right, man. So go ahead and tell us. Tell us your name and tell us where you're from. Well, my name is Torian Bush. People call me Tory. Um, I'm from, I was born in Lafayette, Louisiana. I was raised in LeBeau, Louisiana, with my grandmother. Uh, we moved, me and my mom, we moved, me and my dad, before they separated, we were in Lake Charles, Louisiana. And then we moved to, um, things happened, you know, the, uh, mom and dad separated, and I ended up having to be raised by my grandmother. And was raised with cousins and aunt, you know, that were younger. You know, I was raised, I, I'm the oldest of four siblings, but... At my grandmother's house, I was the youngest of five. So, um, went to Morrow Elementary, very small school. Uh, if anybody know what, well, Morrow, Lamont, LeBeau, Palmetto, all that is real small. But um, um, grew up fast. We grew up in the in the, I grew up in the eighties, late eighties, and early nineties. So a lot of stuff, uh, you know was different back then so kind of grew up a little fast you know with all sorts of stuff so uh but at about 12 my grandmother said she uh couldn't raise no man so i had to get on out of there had to go stay with my mama in sunset louisiana so okay. from from the age of well 11 11 or 12 i was in sunset went to sunset elementary uh graduated from Beauchamp high school and Ended up getting a almost like a scholarship uh, to go to the Art Institute of Houston, and came to the Art Institute of Houston, did a semester, and I ended up going to prison for uh, for about ten years. Man, I get in some trouble ten years, and uh, wow, ended up getting a degree in prison though. You know, <laughs> okay. crazy as it sounds, you know, but. Uh, so yes. let's, let's back up. Let's back up a little bit, man. It sounds like you got a real, a real interesting story. So yeah, man, that's what they tell me, man. You mentioned being from LeBeau. now, mm -hmm. and and the words you used was just real small. So for those of you who you know who may not know where LeBeau is, a sunset, those places like that, man, listen, it's it's in the country. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. it's in the country, little small 
towns, man, little small towns in Louisiana. So we, we're going to come back, man. I'm going to give you the opportunity to tell your story. But I want to do two things before we do that, man. Two things before we do that. Um, the first thing I want you to do, man, is uh, give flowers. So whenever we get into these episodes, man, we like to give people flowers who deserve them. We don't wait. We want to do it right at the beginning of the episode. So is there anybody out there, man, still living who you want to give them their flowers right now while they still here? Yeah, man, it's a few people, man. I can go on for days, you know, uh, but I'm going to just keep it, you know, as broad as possible. And it's, um, of course, all my family, you know, just, as the, with, you know, I give everybody that was a part of my life, uh, negative and positive, you know, like I would give everybody who I ever come in contact with, you know, people, uh, you know, that believed in me when I didn't believe in myself, you know. Yeah. And things like that. So I can just, um, I would just say everybody, you know, uh, a lot to do with, you know, with um, growing up with an extremely large family, you know, um, you don't want to leave anybody out. So I'm not going to leave anybody out. So I'm going to just say everybody, man, I love y'all and I thank y'all for, for being there. And Again, the negative and the positive, because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be who I am today. So I'm I'm thankful and I'm grateful for every situation that happened to me. And I'm thanking everybody that believed in me when I, you know, I didn't even believe in myself. Good. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. All right. So you did mention that you had a scholarship to come to the Art Institute of Houston. So we're going to get to that. Let me ask you this, this one thing. And then I'm going to ask you another question right after this. So when you were younger, growing up in LeBeau, Sunset, man, what, what did you want to be when you grew up? So what, 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 what dreams did you have? What did you want to be? Man, you know what's crazy, Mike? I never thought that for me. <laughs> I just wanted to be, I just wanted to be alive. You know, I just wanted to be. I didn't want to, I just wanted to be successful and not, you know, I didn't have any specifics about anything I wanted to do because every day was a, you know, a, a just what we gonna do today, how we gonna eat today, what we gonna do. You know, it was, it wasn't easy. It wasn't, you know. So I mean, honestly, man, it it never registered. It never. Um, I just didn't want to be like everybody else. Basically, you know, I didn't want to work on the railroad. I didn't want to be a painter. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be that. I didn't want to sell drugs. Forever, you know what I mean. I just, yeah, I wanted to be. I wanted to be better, but I just didn't know how. Okay, so let me ask you: you didn't want to be like everybody else, you know, a painter or working on the railroad. So, is that what the people who were in your community? Is that what a lot of people in the community did? Yeah, absolutely. All my uncles worked on the railroad on my mama's side, even on my daddy's side. You know. Uh, I didn't want to be uh, just to be blunt, and, you know. I didn't want to be a crackhead. I didn't want to be an alcoholic. I didn't want to be none of that, dog. I just wanted to do something positive, and uh, I knew that if I stayed there, that's what I was gonna be. I had to get away. I had to be okay. away from everything. Sometimes I don't know if uh, anybody else feels like this, but you're too big for. I guess you're too big for the pond you're in. You know what I mean? You can feel the difference, like. You don't want to be around these people because mediocrity is what everybody, you know, they, they'd rather that. 
you know, comfortable, yeah. you know, and I and I just couldn't be comfortable like that. I got you. I got you. That makes sense. All right, so let's kind of get into this thing, man. So um, you came to Houston with a scholarship to the Art Institute. So we're going we're gonna to talk about your art in a little bit, right? Uh, man, I've seen your art. There's actually, uh, um, I'm, I'm going to make sure that I get my, my producer to, to put the artwork in the episode, man. You did some stuff for my wife and I for our 20th anniversary. So I, I, I've seen your art. I have your art in my house. Man, that's what's up, bro. People want to see your art. Is where I mean, where can they go to see your art? Is 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 there is your art out on the internet? Is it on social media? Where yes, is sir. it? Can, can they find you? How can people find you? Yes, sir. I have a my, on my Facebook account. It's Ether Art, E T H E R A R T. Um, and on Instagram, it's Tory Bush, T O R Y B U S H. And I have videos and reels and stuff like that on there. And you can go back as far as the timeline I take you, and I got all on there from from the beginning, you know. Okay, all right. So, man, pick up pick up from there, man. Tell us, uh, you know, you just kind of gave us, you know, man, just a little insight into 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 coming up. You didn't want to be like what you were seeing. You wanted to do something different. Uh, you get the scholarship to the Art Institute of Houston, so. I'm gonna ask you this question, man, and I'm gonna let you. In, I'm gonna let you take it and run with it. How old were you when you figured out that you had some real artistic talent and that it could take you somewhere? Well, I had to be in the seventh grade, and I moved to Sunset, and I didn't see it. A teacher saw it, Miss Brignac, and never forget her. You know, she saw my stuff, and she started an art class. They didn't even have an art class. At Sunset Elementary, you know what I mean. So she, Miss Brignac, saw it, and you know I would sit in class and draw every one of my teachers. I just doodled like every book I drew, like comic strips, all at the top on the side, just to keep myself occupied because I know all kids, teenagers, and all this—they know, you know, they figure like they know everything already. So to me, everything was the curriculum was. <laughs> was far behind me, man. I was, you know, I'm I'm just there, you know. But yeah, that's what I did. And uh I mean when other people would see my work, it was, you know, it was cool. But then when I got to high school, I took art, I took up art. And my teacher Miss Knott, it was her first year at the school, was my first year in art. And man, Mike, bro, look, I would draw we used to have a <laughs> we used to have a, a a homework for every week. It was called 25 drawings. It was due every Friday. Man, look, I would get paid. It was called 25 drawings. You make a a, bo- a paper with boxes and you draw in 20. You draw 25 drawings, and that's what you had to turn in at the end of the week. And man, look, I would get paid so much to draw everybody 25 drawings, man. <laughs> I would do everybody twenty five drawings, man. <laughs> so my 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 job was basically I, my twenty five drawings were more like two hundred drawings, two hundred and fifty drawings, you know. So I mean, it was just it's second nature to me. So it's like never, it was never a thing that where I'd be like, if, if I could do something with it, I just figured, you know, I can draw and and that's cool. I don't know no successful artist, you know what I mean? I didn't at that time, but 
just by thinking about it, I thought about um, my friend, Jonas Guidry. He had an uncle named uh, John Edward, John Edward Guidry. No, John Edward Richard, I'm sorry. And um, he was from Sunset, no, from Grankato. And um, he made it. He, he was an artist, and he worked for Bowen right now. And uh, when I saw him come from Houston in his new cars and stuff, and he was like, man, that's what I do. I draw. That was like, man, okay, I can do this. So let me go ahead yeah. on and, 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 and go for it. And he went to the Art Institute of Houston. So I'm like, okay, if he can do it, I can do it. But uh, <laughs> I just didn't have the right kind of mind frame for it at that time. I was too too young and used to doing, you know, like, you know, I was wild, man. I was used to doing things a certain kind of way, you know, and I wasn't uh, yeah, ready yeah. for that. Okay. So how do you? I'm 39, man. 39. 39. Okay. You, you mentioned, man, you, you had to do 10 years uh, in state custody. How old were you when, when that happened? 19 from 19 to 29 man i got out when i was 29 years old went in at 19. okay man how did how did that change your life if you don't it changed my life i can definitely give it to you man it changed me drastically man you know I, i talk about um you know sometimes it's like living in a fish tank man being in such a small area and I got to get out of that fish tank and look at it from every angle, my my life and the people in my life and the certain things that I was taught coming up versus the things that I was experiencing at this moment, you know, and it was, it was this guy, man, we used to call him third wall, man, when I first got my time, because honestly, man, they gave me some, some chances. I went to boot camp. I was on probation, ankle monitor. Man, I ain't stay out 11 months, man. I was, you know, and I didn't even stay out. I wasn't really out. You know, I didn't stay out no time, man. I stayed out three months here, go like, get locked up for six months, come out. Ten months later, I'm back in there again, had enough time to make a child and went back to prison, you know. So yeah. when I even back to prison, I, I went to the county and then went to prison. But um, uh, when I got my time, man, it was like, it didn't even bother me, actually. You know, it was like, it's another journey for me. Let me go. Because a lot of stuff that I did, man, wasn't my charges. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I felt like I did, you know, I, I, I did what I did, and I finally got caught for something. So it's time for me to go ahead and take my lick, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can't blame anybody, you know? You know, like, you know how sometimes your mom and your family like to tell you, oh, he was the wrong crowd. Man, bro, look, being honest, man, I was the wrong crowd. You know, like sometimes it was a lot of my decisions that made made me go do the things that I did. But, um, I mean, you always have an excuse. You always have a reason behind what you did, but you always have the choice. You have a, a choice to make the right decision and the wrong decision. And at that point in time, I figured the wrong decisions were the better decisions for me at that time. But uh, an older guy, man, he had the came down a few years like his he was on a, a violation or something and uh, he told me something man and it still registers with anything and everything right now it was like man you can go to prison and become two kind of men you can either become 
a bitter man who blames everybody and don't take responsibility for your actions, go down there and, you know, fight the man, play dominoes, uh, just, you know, do penitentiary stuff, or you can become a better man. Because they got free stuff down there, man. You can go to school, learn a trade, become better, read. They got law libraries. They got regular libraries. Read. You know, they say if you want to hide something from a black man, you put it in a book. You know, mm-hmm. so that's what I did. I went on a on not just a, a mental journey or a spiritual journey, as well as, you know, just finding myself and not worrying about what other people say of me or about me or none of that because penitent the, the prison, you know, the root word for the penitentiary is repentance. So that was my penance. I went in there and I refrained. Repent means to acknowledge your sins and stay away from them. So that's what I was going in there to do, you know, and and man, it's crazy, man. Me and my cousin Brandon had just talked about it the other day and he was like, man, the first time he saw me after all those years, he was like, because when I when I went to prison, he was 17. When I got out, he was 27 years old, you know? And he he was graduated from UAL, you know, and he was like, man, he was afraid to see me because everybody he known, he had known that went to prison came back different. You know, they came back that prison person and he said when he saw me, he was he was like, Man, he looked like me, but he was afraid. But whenever I spoke to him and he was like, man, this is me. This tour, like, tour, wow. And he asked me just the other day, like, how did I do all that time and come back and be the same as I was before I even went in there? Because I was the same when I was in there. You know, I didn't change for the situation. I didn't let the situation change me. I just was myself, regardless of the situation, because... That's why you you hear the statement of a product of my environment and people become a product of their environments and blame everything that's in their environment. That's why we have a lot of, you know, black on black crime and stuff like that, because we're so small minded that we fight each other because we living in this little fish tank. You know, sometimes you got to get out of there and look at the bigger picture because, you know, it's it's like that, you know, but, you know, just it helped me become deeper and rooted in a lot of different aspects of life because everybody, you know, like my grandmother used to always tell me this, man, and it's still the truth. Somebody always has it worse than you, you know? So that's how I look at life. No, no matter what goes on, no matter how it goes or whatever, somebody always got it worse than you, you know? So, and it's vice versa. Somebody always going to have it better than you. So you just be grateful for what you have and use what you have to your best ability, you know? Man, you just shared a lot of wisdom, bro. Oh, man, appreciate it. Man. I guess that's why I got all this great hair, man. Hey, listen, you know, the, the trick is to be young and wise, you know? Uh, yeah, man. We don't, we don't want to be old fools, you know? But we also don't have to wait until we're old to become wise, man. So you just, man, you just shared a lot of wisdom with us, man. And I appreciate you sharing that. Um, So I also know that, you know, along with your love for art, you know, which is what brought you to Houston, right? And then you just, you shared, you know, 
uh, some of the things that happened after you came to Houston. But what I know, man, is that you're, you have a love for art and you also have a love for dogs. Oh, yeah, and dogs, that, my thing, man. You know, so, man, I, I want to talk about dogs, too. But while we're talking about the art and on our way to the dogs, man, tell everybody who's watching and listening about the comic book. You know what? Let's let's pause right there for a second, man. All because right. I need to uh I need to make sure I do this, man. So we we do have a sponsor. The podcast does have a sponsor, you know, in case y'all in case y'all ain't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I need to go ahead and make sure that I read. Look, I can't find the uh I, I can't find my sponsor commercial. Here it is. All right, here we go, man. Listen, this week's episode is brought to you by Precision Mobile Detailing. Precision Mobile Detailing is Houston's go-to mobile detailer. Whether you're at work or at home, they're coming to you. They're pulling up on you. You could be at work, they're pulling up. You could be at home, they're pulling up. All right, so this is what you need to do. Make sure you write this down. You can call or you can text. The number is 713-701-7839. Text or call so you get 10% off when you text or call. Make sure you mention the Network with Michael Prejean podcast. Again, that number is 713-701-7839. You can follow them on Facebook or Instagram at precision.htx. Precision Mobile Detailing, providing excellence in service. So go ahead, book. Make sure you mention the Network. With Michael Prejean podcast, you get 10% off when you book with them. All right, Tori, man, go ahead and tell us about, we're, we're bridging the gap between the art and the dogs, man. So you you, you got a comic book coming out. I'm, I'm yes, calling sir. it a comic book, but go ahead and correct me if 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 I'm not getting it correctly. Tell us about it. Oh, it's a comic book, man. It's a, it's about my, my passion with dogs, man. I like the Marvel movies and, you know, I like comic books and stuff like that and Every dog was bred to do something. I don't care what the dog is, and I'm just going to spotlight all their abilities, like their special abilities or what they were bred for. Just exaggerated a whole lot, but that's what I'm, you know, I don't want to give too much and don't want to give not enough, but, um, yeah, it's about uh, superhero dogs, man. It's called Ultimate Guard Dogs. So I'm going to, you know, just give history on dogs in a kind of cool way. And and just tell a story, you know, and I think I can kind of want to, you know, can reach a few people with it, you know, because it's got a lot more, you know, like different breeds of dogs and different breeds get scrutinized, just like different races in the human race, you know, just like if you see a pit bull or a Rottweiler, you automatically think they're a bad dog, and honestly, it's not true, and um, you know, you'll see a poodle and a a golden retriever, and they might bite you, you know what I mean? So it's just all depends on on your perspective, so that's what I'm kind of gonna use as my my go-to thing, you know, my my comic book. But it's gonna be action-packed, and you know, I'm gonna keep the original kind of Marvel DC kind of thing, you know. Man, I guess I love so ba- basically, what you're telling us, man, is people discriminate against dogs. Or or stereotype dogs the same way we stereotype people. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. I, I also train dogs. You know, uh, that's what I do. I, I honestly, I also have a uh, I sent a uh, 
picture to you so you can show everybody. But I also speak dog. I have a a certificate for 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 dog language one on one man dog guru. You know. So okay. All right. Now look, man. Let let's that dog guru. You got the certificate is for dog language one on one. Yes, sir. All right, man. So let let let's talk about the canines, man. Let's talk about the dogs. How old were you when it, was it like a Doctor Doolittle thing? Did you? Man, yeah, help? bro. <laughs> talk about it, man. Yeah, talk about man. it. Like talk okay, about I I can talk about it, dog. Like I can remember as being man. Some people say I'm weird, man, but I I'm gonna have a photographic memory. If anybody know me, like I I got I can remember things. So I can remember when I was four, man, I had a dog. It was a Catahoula. My first dog I can never remember was a Catahoula. And okay. I moved from Lake Charles. My daddy had uh, game dogs called, you know, pit bulls. You know, he used to fight dogs back in the day. So, and my grandpa got me a Catahoula. And uh, my daddy now, used to. Let me, let me jump yeah. in right here. Huh? Now this, I'm, let me just jump in. So, man, I remember when the stuff happened with Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. Like, and man, the people were in in an uproar and people were outraged. E- even even my wife was like, man, that is terrible. But I, I had a cousin, the cousin that I probably spent the most time with growing up. His daddy fought dogs. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. that was like a normal thing growing up. So man, I really did. I didn't understand how outraged people were, you know, that Michael Vick was doing that because I grew up around people and in a place where that was just kind of part of the culture. Man, look, you fight chickens, then you go fight dogs, man. That's what we did, man. That's it. it. Like you wasn't, you know, man. That was a typical Friday, man. You know. Yeah. That man, that was that was normal growing up in in the part of I don't know in the part of the South in the part of Louisiana. Yeah, it was like the, the South Louisiana, like even in you know it was Texas too. Like it was just a South thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm my, my bad man. Keep going, keep going. I just oh, it's all good, man. Yeah, man. So you know, my daddy would fight my dog, man. <laughs> he tell me the story now, talking about it, that dog would whip all his pit bulls, you know. But, you know, you didn't fight them to where they would die. You know, like, they people get a bad, you know, story about dog fighting and stuff like that. But, you know, just like my comic book, you know, dogs were bred for certain stuff. And these dogs were actually bred to do this. And that's why they do it. You know, it's deeply embedded in their, in their you know, in their genes, you know. That's what they were made to do. And, you know, people, you know, people would... Anyway, so I can remember having my dogs, you know. And when I moved with my grandmother at, at the age of four, when my grandfather passed away, back then, like staying with my grandma, man, we had three channels, man. NBC, CBS, and ABC. You know, like we didn't have no no cable when I grew up. Not even no AC. Like it was like summertime, look, you go, you going outside. And you're going to stay outside all day until it was time to come in. You know, like, and even then, it was, yeah, but I, I learned how to be with my dog, man. My dog, I had so many dogs, and what was crazy, man, I had, it was a, a highway called Highway 71, man, and a lot of truck, 18-wheelers. We have a, a we had a, a 
a plant. Marco is a, a wood plant and, you know, like sugarcane trucks, 18-wheelers, and, you know, people drive fast on this highway, man. So I lost a lot of friends, man. Call my dogs friends, man. I've witnessed my dogs get hit by trucks and, you know, and cars and stuff like that. You know, nurture them from puppies all the way up to adulthood and then they get killed on the side of the road. So then you got to go get you another dog and then <laughs> try to train it not to go. But my grandmother didn't like to tie up no dogs and she didn't like to, to keep them caged up. So if he can last, he'll last. But if not, he gonna, you won't find him on the side of the road, you know, buzzards eating him. But um, I learned how to, you know, I was with him all the time. I didn't have and like I got cousins, you know, that stay down the way and I would go stay with them. I and practically, man, I kinda stayed with every one of my aunts and uncles, man. And I got, you know, twelve aunts and uncles, you know, just all together thirteen. My mama make thirteen and I, I think I didn't stay with every one of my aunts and uncles for at least uh, a certain amount of time, you know. But uh I had dogs, man, and that's what kept me as you know, kept me occupied, man. They were my friends, you know. So I bonded with my with my dog, you know. We would go play in the woods. At one time, my grandmother, uh, we had hogs. And I would go in the hog pen with my dog, you know, and just run hogs with my dogs all day, you know. But that's hey. what, what got me with the dogs, man. It was just my everyday, my after school, and I didn't have nobody else. So I'd be outside with my dogs, man. Okay. Okay. Hey, so that's, I, I guess, man, kind of like with anything else, man, that's kind of, you know, that that's how you learn to speak the language, basically. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Man. You go to, if you go to, you know, down to Colombia or Venezuela, you know, Mexico, uh, a, a country where they speak another language, man, you spend enough time with them, you're going to speak that language too. Oh, that's a fact, man. Yeah. That's a fact. Man, that's wild. That's wild. All right, check this out, Tori. Mm-hmm. Man, how would you how would you describe your passion? What is what is the thing that drives you every day? What is the thing that keeps you, you know, man, getting up in the morning, doing what you do? Man, my kids and my wife, man, my family, bro. Like that's what keep me going, man. You know, I had uh just about prison, man, but what what really was a keep going back to it, but it, it, it was a real eye-opener for me, man, because I watched my kids, man, grow up on pictures, bro. Like, my daughter, Taylor, she was conceived while, you know, I was only out for a couple months, you know? And when I went to prison, man, the first picture I got of her was ultrasound. And I didn't get out until she was nine years old. So the first time I met her, I was she was nine, you know? And that was, you know, that was like some real, you know, heart-wrenching stuff, you know? So to not be in their life, I can, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't ever want to not be in their life, you know? And, you know, that's what drive me to be a better person, you know? And I look at my, my you know, where I was raised, you know, like, I'm not trying to say anything bad about my parents because they were young when they had me and stuff, but being young and, you know, a kid and not knowing why your mom and your daddy don't want you, you know, that's a hard feeling, man. Not not saying that they didn't want me, but the situation at that time, they weren't able to to properly take care of me, you know. So they 
gave me to a person that was, you know, you know, who better to take care of you than your grandmother, you know? So I just wanted to be there better than mine was, you know, like I was in prison, not an excuse, but you know, my mom and daddy wasn't in jail or, or they was right there. My daddy stayed in Franklin. My mama stayed in Sunset, but I would go see my mama. Like my mama was there, you know, like I can't not say, you know, I would go spend the summers in sun, Sunset and weekends and things like that, you know, but you know, I had younger sisters too. You know, I got a set of twin sisters and my baby sister, you know, and they stayed in apartments and projects and stuff like that, you know. So it, I honestly didn't have a space for me, you know. So I can respect it. And I mean, it honestly was a great thing it happened because it, it, it helped me transform into the man I am, you know. Because if I would have been raised with him, who says I would be here right now? Or I would be the same kind of guy I am now, you know. So, I mean, I just, you know, some situations, man, it, it, it helped mold you, man. And it's up to you to take the positive out of it and not just dwell on the negative because the negative, you know, it's something that's crazy. It just comes to me like, like a battery, man. You need a negative and a positive to make it work, man. So, you know, that's how I look at life. Everything that was negative that happened to me and everything that's positive, man, let's put it together and become better with that. Make that work. Be that, let that be my fuel, you know, push me, man, push me hard as I can because, Empathy, man, is one of my strong points because I like to feel how you would feel if I did that to you. You know what I mean? Like if, if somebody would do something to me, how would I feel if I did that to somebody? So that's how I kind of live my life, you know? I, I wouldn't want anybody to do me any kind of way, so I'm not going to do anybody any kind of way. I don't care. if I've never met you a day in my life. I'm going to give you my utmost respect. And that's it. You you have my respect until you lose it. You understand? Your I love the way you have framed your life, man. Your uh, I was reading somewhere that was saying that man, your emotional intelligence is more important than like your your IQ. You know, it's saying you're basically your emotional IQ is more important, man, than your regular IQ, man, bro. And your, your EQ, I think that's what it's called, man. Your emotional intelligence, bro. No, I'm, seriously, man, man, I love the way you, you have reframed, you know, man, your life and look and, and the perspective that you're looking at it from, man, your emotional intelligence, bro, it's off the charts, man. Yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate you. All that. Check this out. We're getting ready to transition in a second, but before we do that, man, uh, so we talked about the, you speak dog. Oh yeah. Right? Uh, the love for art and the guard dog comics is coming out. Um, but I don't, I don't want to keep going without mentioning two things, man, that I want you to touch on just real quick before we transition. Um, man, talk about, uh, your art show that you had in oh, the yeah. Because I need people to know how legit the art is. Yeah, and then, man. Uh, man, you run your own kennel. Is that correct? Uh, I'm running. I have a partner, and he uh, has partner. Royal Kennels, Louisiana, Royal Kennels LLC. Y'all check him out on YouTube. Uh, Royal Kennels, Brian Abel. Man, look, one of the most solid guys I ever met in my life. Man, like he, 
honestly, man, like he pushed me so hard. I wouldn't be in this situation, honestly, with with my wife and kids and the situation I am, honestly, man, because he believed in me more than I believed in myself. He's one of the people that, that pushed me in the back so hard, man, was like, man, you got it, man. What you what's wrong with you? You you, you got the talent, bro. Go for it, man. So yeah, he's the he's the 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 gas behind the fire. You know what I'm saying? If that make any sense. He the gas behind the fire, man. And um yeah, that's why yeah, I got my my raw kennels Texas over here and yeah, I got dogs. Yeah. I train dogs as well. You know, that's that's my passion, man. All right, so listen, this brother trains dogs. He speaks dog. I, I don't know if y'all know anybody who speaks dog, but this brother told you speak dog, man. So get at him. He he gave you his information where you can find it. So if you got a dog, man, you need some training, get at him. Get get at Tory. All right, before we transition, man, tell us real quick about your art show that you did in Lake Charles. Yeah, man. Um, I was uh, contacted by one of my friends, man. His name is JB uh jb uh shout out to jb man um well he was church member in in palmetto and uh my Indiana, she talked to him and he goes to art shows he he's an artist and he's a an established artist as well you know and um he saw some of my stuff man he told me he hooked me up with his lady named miss stella brown or stella brown miller and late charles with the um black heritage art museum in, in the museum in uh, Lake Charles and they I sent them a few pieces of my art and they they liked it and they asked me if I could if I had enough pieces to put into an exhibit and I did and when I first was about to do it um COVID-19 happened so the pandemic happened and it stopped it but then they re they uh we reached out to me and asked if I still wanted to do it. And I went on with it and had my first art show, man. And to for anybody, man, a lot of my art that was hanging on that wall in that museum, man, I drew that in a cell, man. I drew that on Dolph Briscoe unit, man, in a cell, man. And it was hanging up in a museum and people came and saw my stuff hanging on the wall and I drew this in a prison cell, man. So for anybody out there that, that done went through something, man, look, don't stop, man. It it is man, look, go for whatever dream, whatever you wanna do, man. You push forward full blast, man. Don't stop because if you stop, man, you lose. So push, man, push every day, do it. Even if you don't see no results, man, look, still do it, man, because iron sharpen iron, man. The more you do something, the better you get at it, man. So that's my only advice for anybody, man. Don't never stop, man. If you are passionate about it, man, you do it every day, even when you can't see the results, man. Just it'll come if you're doing the right thing, man. Man, man. listen, that's a word. That's a word. That's a word. Listen. If you are listening to the audio podcast right now, or maybe you're watching on YouTube, I need you to go ahead and like, subscribe, and then share with somebody. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, man, go ahead and give us that five-star rating. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, The Network with Michael Prejean, and then you can catch us on Instagram, 
the underscore network underscore podcast. Like, subscribe, share, tell a friend. I greatly appreciate it. All right, Tori, before we get into this exit ticket, man, is there anything that keeps you up at night? Man, just recently, man, these these guns, man, killing these people, man, these mass shootings, man, and that's that's kind of been on my mind, man. Like, I have kids that go to school, you know, like that, that, and a baby, a newborn, seven months old, man, and just the craziness around this world, man, and how people are so close-minded and so blinded by, you know, just the, the silly stuff, you know, like, it's bigger than, it's bigger than us, you know, it's bigger than just this, you know, like, it, it's a warfare, man, and, and you need to be spiritually prepared, you need to be mentally prepared and physically prepared, you know, like, you, you have to be, open your minds, open your eyes, open your ears, because a lot of people like to talk, man. And it's another saying, man. My look, growing up with a with, with old people, man, they tell you old stuff, man. And people, you know, people <laughs> say I got an old soul, man. So my thing is, man, you got two eyes, two ears, and God gave you one mouth, man. You close that, you hear and see twice as much, man. So the more you talk, man, the more <laughs> you're not listening. You can't hear, man. So just shut up sometime and listen and look. And if you do that, man, you'll see what's really, and you'll understand better. You know, you can't understand something talking, man. That's it. More, more of that wisdom coming out. All right. We're getting ready to go into the exit ticket. The exit ticket, formerly the lightning round and the recommended, we call it 54321. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to ask Tori five random questions. I got something special for him today. So that's the five. Then the four, we're going to do what we call the funky four. Tori is going to share with us the best advice he's received in the following areas, physically, mentally, spiritually, and financially. That's the four. Then we get to the three. We're going to get three recommendeds. One recommended book everybody needs to read, one song everybody needs to listen to, and one podcast everybody needs to hear. All right, then we're going to get to the two. Tori's going to tell us two things that he's going to make sure he gets done in the next 90 days. And then we get to the last thing, which is the one. It's going to be one piece of unsolicited advice that nobody asked for, but he's going to give it to us anyway. We used to call that you didn't ask. So we're going to get into the five, four, three, two, one. This is our exit ticket. Tori, you ready, bro? I'm ready, man. All right, man. So I got a couple of. With your five, I got a couple of random questions for you. And then we're going to do three name that breed questions. Oh, yeah, right. right. All right, so here we go, man. First question. If you could be guaranteed one thing besides money, what would it be? Life, man. Life like, like that? Like, I mean, just life, living life, man, being free, man. My freedom and life and... That's it, man. Or, and I'm sorry, a dog, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, All right, man. here you go. Second question. If you had your own late night show, if you had the Tory Bush show, who would be your very first guest? Hmm. Oh, man. Wow, man, that's a, that's a great question, man. Like, does it have to be anybody, um, you know, famous or anything like that? 
Anybody. Anybody you want to bring. It's, it's your show. Anybody you want to bring on. Man, my boy Brian Abel, man. We, you know, we're going to talk about the dogs, man. Royal Kennels, man. That's what we're going to talk about. So, you know. All right. That's what's up. All right. Now, we're going to name that breed. We're going right. to name that breed. So, what I'm going to do, man, is I'm going to give you, like, uh, characteristics of a certain breed. And I'm going to see if you can accurately guess what the breed is. You ready for this? I'm ready, man. All right. This this first one is a well-balanced athletic dog that demonstrates great strength, endurance, agility, and a friendly attitude. Historically, this dog was bred to be a utility dog used for work in the farm. They have a life expectancy of about 10 to 12 years, right? Males get to be between 75 and 100 pounds, 60 to 80 pounds for females, and the average height uh, is between 20 and 25 inches. This is a, a self-willed dog that only Rob barks Wallace. to alert. What'd you say? I said Rottweiler. Are you going to give me any more attri- attributes? Because like what you said, That's like, huh? All I got right there. Okay. So uh, I would say a Rottweiler, man, or because it could be a, a quite a few dogs, because a lot of dogs are utility dogs. So it could be either it's, it's a massive type dog, it's a working dog. So it's got to be either uh, did it pull, did it do pulling, or is it? Uh, let me see. Uh, friendly. Uh, I can say a pit bull because it could be that. Uh, it's a broad, you know. Um, let me see. It could be a Rottweiler, pit bull, um, border collie. I mean, it could be so many different type of dogs. Um, utility dog. Uh, I, I'm gonna just go with the pit bull, man. Or American Staffordshire okay. Terrier. Listen, man, you, you're really not far off. This one in particular was the American Bulldog. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it come, yeah, you're right. I, I can't, you know, it comes from, you know, the pit bull and a and a bulldog. So it, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a when you're working dogs, you gotta sometimes you gotta give me a color or something because, you know, it's a a lot of dogs that have the same kind of tribute, you know. But yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm. I'm a, this one. I'm gonna start off with with color. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna, give you, I'm gonna give you some colors for this one. All right. This dog comes in a range of coat colors that include black, fawn, red, gray, and yellow. It can also be seen with brindle or white markings. Let me give you more. Height, 28 to 35 inches. Mastiff. <laughs> All right, let me, let me let me see if you can guess exactly which kind of mastiff. Which mastiff. Um, this, this particular mastiff was in charge of defending against wolves or other predators. It was used for guarding and defense and closely related to the seasonal moving of livestock, especially the Merino livestock, which he accompanied at the time of the Mesta. Hmm. Okay, and the, uh, it could be a Presa Canario. Uh, either Presa Canario, because they come in Brindle and all those different colors, but 
English Massive also comes in all those different colors as well. Um, kind of Carso, maybe. Um, so, again, you know, it, uh, I'm going to go with the... Uh, and you said it did, like, hurting, too? I'm going to go with the Presser, man. Presser Canero, man. But it might be... Oh, it could be... Dang, man. <laughs> Dang, man. <that's, laughs> uh, hey, you good, man. This one, is, you hit Mastiff quick. This one is the Spanish Mastiff. Oh, the Spanish Mastiff. These are quite rare dogs you're talking about. Yeah. And they got longer fur. Yeah. I know, I know, I know exactly how they look and everything. Yeah. Spanish Mastiff. And... Yeah, Dogo, they call them, you know, Spanish Dogo. Okay. Mestino. All right, last one. Last one, last one. All right. This is, oh, I can't, that, that's going to give it, that's going to make it too easy. All right, here we go. Ah, that's going to make it too easy as well. All right, let me let me try this. Let me try this to make it not, not too easy for you. This particular breed is quick and nimble-footed. It's a born pack dog that's innately friendly it's Beagle. energetic hold on let me let me give you a little more because i'm trying okay. to i'm trying to not give you too much okay uh, right. innately friendly um energetic cannot resist chasing small animals its almond shaped eyes can be either brown or blue mm, brown or blue affectionate with family good with dogs and other children the height between 20 to 22 inches for a female oh, 21 to 21 to 23 and a half for a male and then males weigh 45 to 60 pounds or 35 to 50 pounds for a female okay do they like the coal yes husky <laughs> It is. It is. Man, the brother is good, man. The brother is good. Listen, he told y'all he speak dog. All right, man. So that was the five. Now let's get to the funky four, man. Let's get to this funky four. Let's get to this funky four. So I'm going to ask you, man, the best advice you receive in the four areas. Physically, you know, about taking care of yourself. Mentally, taking care of your mentals, you know, like, like Marshawn Lynch told us. Spiritually and financially. So what's the best advice you've received? in those areas, physically, mentally, spiritually, and financially. Okay, physically, man, I did six months of a correctional boot camp, man. So I uh, learned all sorts of physical uh, things, you know. Some of you know that saying, you, if you don't mind, it don't matter. Um, I learned that when you're working out, man, that burn you feel, that's the worst it's going to feel. Like the worst of your burn, is it ain't going to get worse than, than that. So if you can endure that, just keep on going. Keep pushing. That's just like with anything you do in life. So physical, man, keep pushing. Don't stop. You know, don't just keep active. Um, mental, I mean physical, so mental. Another thing goes as far as if it don't mind, you know, if it if you don't mind, it don't matter, man. You can't let, you can't let your situation or anything around you overcloud and make you do something that you know another saying crazy mike i'm sorry man i got him all day man is uh i before e man i before e man emotions 
intelligence over emotions every time, man. So I before E, man. Use your intelligence before you use your because sometimes your heart can lead you into thinking something else, you know. But but mentally, man, you you need to think about stuff before you 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 react to it. Um, you see it physically, mentally, uh, financially, whatever you do, pay yourself first. <laughs> you know, always pay yourself first. You know, and and don't ever live above your means. If you can't afford it, don't buy it. Easy as that. Um, and uh, you said spiritually. Yeah. Spiritually, man. Every day, man. Thank God, because nobody promised tomorrow, man. You wake up and you thank him for your first breath and how beautiful the sky is. If it's raining, snowing, or sunshine, man, he made it all, man. And you just be grateful for that, man. He he will lead you, you know. Faith, man, always have it. That's good. That's good, man. So we did the five. We just did the funky four. So now we're on the three recommendeds, man. Three recommendeds. So one book everybody needs to read, one song everybody needs to hear, and then one podcast everybody needs to listen to. If you're a podcast guy. If not, you can give us two of the others. Okay. Uh, book, The Secret. Get to it, man. I can't remember who, who wrote it, but if you look up The Secret, it's one of the books that that helped me and guide, guided me through you know some tough times man so uh the secret is definitely a book that i recommend um song man um i told you i did 10 years so when i come out man i still listen to to the hot boys man i came i listen <laughs> guerrilla warfare man but uh honestly man anything nipsey hustle man i've been on it man he helped that motivation, man, just, just that positivity, man. You don't hear it too often, but, you know, the dude, was, he was he was the truth, man. He, you know, he, 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 if you listen to him, man, he, you know, anything, you know, hustle and motivate or something like that, one of them songs, but, and, uh, you said music, book, and podcast. Okay, another, uh, a podcast is uh, ATP at this point by Brandon James, man. I was in prison with this guy. We did a, a long time together, man. Good guy, man. And he uh, he doing something positive with this podcast, man. So I will go check him out, man. Uh, it's called At This Point, ATP Brand with Brandon James. Yeah, I'm going to check that out, man. I'm going to check that out. All right, that's five, four, three. Two things you plan to get done in the next 90 days. A comic book and uh, let me see. I know the comic book. I have another comic book as well uh, for somebody else, a horror comic book. So I'm also uh, going to try to get those comic books up and going, man, and a few portraits that I've been working on. So that's definitely what it is. Okay, so five, four, three, two, one. Now give us one piece of unsolicited advice. Nobody asked for it, but you're going to give it to us anyway. We used to call this, you didn't ask. So what piece of advice do you have for us that nobody asked for, but you're going to give it to us anyway? Mm. 
sometimes the only way out, man, is to go through it, man. So no matter what your situation is, man, you have to go through it to become who you want to be. So no matter how hard it seems for anybody, man, you got to go through that, man, because um, that's how they make a sword, man, with fire and ice, man. So go for it, man. Boy, just, boy. just, It's the only way out, man. Just go through it, bro. Man, that's good stuff. Listen, y'all, that was the exit ticket. Five random things, the funky four, three recommendeds, two things that you're going to get done in the next 90 days, and then one piece of advice you didn't ask for. But I'm going to be honest with you, man. You needed that. Sometimes the only way out is going through. Y'all, I told y'all when we started that this is not a game. Y'all know what this is? Man, this is the network. Remember, every episode is designed to help the physical, mental, spiritual, and financial health of black people living in and traveling through America. Listen, man, I'm your host, Michael Frajon. For Tory Bush, today's guest, make sure y'all check him out, man. Ether Art, Tory Bush, go check out his art. Get with him at Royal Kennels, man. Listen, Tory, man, I appreciate you today sharing your story, sharing your knowledge, man, and sharing all that wisdom. Bro, I appreciate you more than you know, man. I appreciate you too, man. And another shout out to my wife, man, for for believing in me too, man. So I got to put it in there, man, because we went through, we had a journey us too, man. So that's a whole nother story, you know. So just uh, <laughs> thank you for having me. And I hope I touched some people, man. Man, you were great today. Listen, signing off again. I'm your host, Michael Prejean, for Tory Bush. Subscribe to the network. You never know. You might need it. Peace, y'all.